Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful and blessed once again to be with you on the program Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our teaching in Paul's letter to the Philippian believers in Messiah Jesus. He wrote that letter from Roman incarceration. But first, before we pray, I want to remind you of a passage Paul wrote to the Thessalonian believers who are having a very difficult time. And he told them that the word of God effectively works in them. To do what? To change us into the image of Messiah Jesus. To make us more like him and to give us a stronger relationship with the Lord our God, which we need now more than ever in this increasingly darkening world. But first, before we go into our Philippians study, a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua's name, bless every viewer today. Thank you for your powerful word. May it work effectively in us today, Lord Jesus. Amen. What I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm going to read Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 19 to the end of where we uh, uh, were last week, where we stopped last time. And then uh, we're going to pick up into today's teaching. So we're going to start off in verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am heart-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that where, whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. And that leads us in to Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, 
if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or to conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So here's some questions. How did I get these kind and wonderful things from God? How did I get these kind and wonderful things from God? And how do I implement them into my life? What things? The consolation of Christ that that in this sin-sick, evil, and hopeless world, I'm forgiven. I'm raised up in Messiah Jesus. No matter how bad it gets, my consolation is that I'm saved. I'm in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. I have a Father in heaven who loves me. Secondly, this comfort of love. You know, I was a horribly wicked sinner in in great bondage to sin. But God began to reveal himself to me that he's other than the way I am, that he's holy, pure, clean, and good. I didn't know the Bible. I just knew that someone else who's very much different than I am is watching me and he doesn't like what he sees, but that he loves me. And one night in my house, he was there, the Holy Spirit of the living God in, in the living room in my house late at night. And I just lifted up my hands in the air with tears streaming down my face. And this dome of love just dropped over me and changed me and gave me a new heart, a new mind. And I was saved from my sin and forgiven. And I knew that. And he still loves me the same way. That comfort of love is still with me today. The the fellowship of the Spirit keeps me close to Messiah Jesus. and, and And through him, my Father in heaven, he also gives me precious brothers and sisters in Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. And fourth, affection and mercy. In an increasingly cold, harsh, ugly, merciless world, we have the gentle kindness and tender mercies of the Lord. Think of King David, the great warrior king, David. He said this, he said, regarding the Lord, your gentleness has made me great. Your gentleness, your kindness, your gentle uh, tender mercies towards me, David said, had made him great. And, and, and shouldn't we then think that way and be that way with each other and with others? Remember, selfish ambition and deceit are satanic. These things got Satan kicked out of heaven and will have him thrown into hell forever. No, lowliness of mind, in humility, look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. And, and, and here's what we're going to do now. We're going to look at one of the mountaintop passages of the Bible. It's like you stand at the base of the mountain and look up and go, whoa. And it's where Messiah Jesus humbled himself. Here's the answer to the question I asked a little while ago. How do we have these things from the Lord? How do we have these things from the Lord? Because Messiah Jesus humbled himself. That's why. Philippians 2, beginning verse 5. Excuse me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. He says, let this mind be in you. It reminds me of 1 Corinthians 2.16, written to born-again believers in Corinth. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We who are born again in Messiah Jesus have the capacity to choose to think like Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And when we look at this passage, Philippians 2, I want to read it again. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Messiah Jesus has always existed in the form of God. What's this mean? He's omniscient. Uh, he doesn't have to learn anything to know everything. He's never cracked a book. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He doesn't have to think or learn anything to know everything. He's omnipresent. He doesn't have to go anywhere to be everywhere. Oh, hallelujah. He's omnipotent. He didn't need to go learn how to be a foreman on a construction crew to create everything in the universe. He spoke them into existence with his word. Oh, hallelujah. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. And, and Philippians 2.8, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and become obedient, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Though he's all the things I just mentioned and much more, he temporarily set all that aside and he lowered himself to the lowest place to take the form of a sinful man. Now I say the form of a sinful man, meaning the physical characteristics, but with no sin and yet with no sin. He then learned obedience to God the Father like Adam was supposed to, to, to undo the death and the destruction that Adam's sin brought into humanity. Hebrews 5, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And aren't you glad? And aren't you glad? And if you're not glad, you should get glad by believing in him today and being forgiven for your sins. Oh, listen, he came as a humble servant the first time. He died a horrible death paying for our sins, but he's not coming back as a little servant. He's coming back as the great reigning king of the universe. And that's why we have a program called Watch Therefore, that we would be ready for him when he comes for us. Oh, I'm so thankful. I woke up today so thankful that Messiah Jesus died to pay for my many innumerable sins and that I'm clean and I'm forgiven. Oh, he said, let this mind be in you that was in him. We'll talk about that when we come back in just a moment. Oh, please remember, watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for how the Lord is blessing our Watch Therefore television program and our ministries, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. You see, the Watch Therefore message 
presents the urgency to the lost. Receive Messiah Jesus as Lord and Savior now. It stirs the lukewarm out of lukewarmness and also helps make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus. With our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers and ministry partner John McTurnan and myself who co-founded it, we're partnering with Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and much more. And then our To the Nations ministry, Poured Out for the Nations. I've been ministering in 10 African countries for over 10 years in America and going into India. Oh, listen, there's so much that we're doing. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter, which I'll share about with you in just a moment. For anyone who's watching that would like deeper faith, stronger faith, and authentic encounters and experiences with the Holy Spirit of the living God to help you abide in Messiah Jesus, know our Father in heaven in even deeper ways, we have something very special we're presenting. It's the Watch Therefore Israel tour in October and then early November. It's about a 10-day tour in 2019. It's going to be so special. What we're doing is putting information up on the screen now so you can find out more. Don't miss our Watch Therefore Israel tour. It is going to be so exciting, so amazing. You don't want to miss it and it will help you watch Therefore and be ready. I am thankful that the Watch Therefore television program is expanding and with that expansion also comes an expansion of airtime expenses and production costs. But our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise faithful partners from our viewing audience who want to come alongside with us and lay up their treasures in heaven. Now, first may I say, if you haven't received Jesus as your savior and Lord, please don't send any, any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord even today and enjoy the program, be our guests. But for those who have been born again and want to lay up their treasures in heaven, we say, come on, let's bear fruit that will remain forever together which, with the Watch Therefore message. Now, for those of you who are already partnering, I wanna say a big thank you. I thank the Lord for you. We pray for you and trust that he's blessing you. Sign up for our monthly newsletters with the information that's there on the screen and we'll send you our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly updates so you can pray and help us in our work unless we really trust the words of our Messiah Jesus, it's almost impossible to imagine the kind of generation we live in. With the birth pangs, the fig tree putting forth leaves, and the days of Noah all taking place at the same time, like I said, it's just hard to imagine how difficult it's going to get in this generation. You may think, well, it's already difficult. Well, it's gonna get worse fast, but the same kind of grace that was available to Noah is available to us today. And what I do with my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, is I teach on how you can be the faithful servant of Messiah Jesus and be very successful regarding eternal kingdom success in this generation. Many are gonna be caught off guard, but it doesn't have to be you. So for a donation of any amount, we'll send you our book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, to help you watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. In the first part of our program, we spoke of and saw in the book of Philippians, this great God, the Son, the Son of God. He's always existed, He does exist, He always will exist who humbled himself to take on the form of a, 
of a sinful man, but not only a sinful man, a bondservant. And he became obedient to God the Father, even to the cross where he died for our sins. But our Father in heaven rose him from the grave on the third day. Oh, hallelujah. And he made himself of no reputation. It reminds me of a, of a minister's conference I was at where a minister was speaking. He said, how can we say that we follow the one who made himself of no reputation while we're so busy making a reputation for ourselves or attempting to? And, and so uh, if you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch. We need to remember uh, to let the same mind that was in Messiah Jesus that provoked him to such humility that we would do the same. And uh, why did he become uh, a bondservant? Why did he take the form of sinful man? It's very powerful. Look at John chapter 3. Messiah Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we see in Numbers chapter 21 in the Old Testament, in the Torah, the children of Israel sinned, and, and the Lord sent serpents, snakes, to bite them. And the sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the, the snakes were biting them in the wilderness, and, and the image of what was biting them, uh, they were commanded to put up on a pole. A snake, a serpent on a pole was raised up in the wilderness. And whoever of the children of Israel who were being bitten by these snakes, as they looked at that snake on the pole in faith, trusting God said, if we'll do this, we'll be delivered, we'll be healed from the bite of these snakes. Messiah Jesus came in the form of a sinful man. He proved by 100% obedience to God that he, is, he was and is the perfect Savior. He was raised up on the cross, on the pole, and whoever looks to him for salvation is helped, is healed from the snake bite of sin that's killing us all. Oh, hallelujah. Who but God could, could work through and, and cause people from so long ago, thousands of years ago, to do something that would be a picture of him fulfilling prophecy and coming dying on the cross that would be so relevant for us today. Oh, hallelujah. Look at Romans as we see sin condemned in the flesh as the wrath of God was poured out on his dear son, Messiah Jesus. Romans 5, therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. That's Adam. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. That's Jesus, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. So hallelujah. Romans 8, chapter 8, verse beginning verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh... God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh 
on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And simply what he's saying here, the law of Moses, it confines people, it confines a society into boundaries that keeps it from sending itself into destruction. That's why you see, for example, in America, the Ten Commandments being taken off of everything because sinners don't like those boundaries. Yes. And, and, and so the sin show, the sin is revealed by the law. Through the law comes the knowledge of sin, it says in Romans chapter 3. So the law keeps a society in custody or keeps it from sending itself into destruction as much as people will allow it to or societies will allow it to. And also shows us our desperate need for a savior. But the law cannot save us. But God sent his only begotten son that the penalty of breaking God's laws would be poured out on him that we might walk in a new law, the law of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Then we see in Isaiah 53 that by his stripes, the Romans beating him on the back with this cat of nine tails, torturing him, tormenting him and, and, and almost killing him by just that by his stripes we are healed or we've been healed of of the sin disease that's killing us all even born again believers in jesus their bodies are still dying but we'll be given new bodies because we've been healed from our sin disease our disease called sin oh hallelujah the king of glory he came to die our death he paid for our sins but that's not the end. Philippians chapter 2, beginning verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. He's the ultimate suffering servant who's now the reigning king. And folks, know this. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Even those who will be sentenced to hell, first, before they go there, they will bow their knee and declare Jesus Christ as Lord. I had a dear friend. We used to uh, uh, hang out together and do bad things that sinners do all over the place and had many friends like that. I didn't have a real nice crowd to hang out with. And, and listen, I fit right in. And until Jesus saved me. And, and, and so anyhow, I would tell my friends about Jesus the Lord after I got saved. One of them became very wealthy and very uh, popular. And uh, his billboards were all over the place. And, and so I started telling him about the Lord. He was an atheist. He would get very angry at me and upset with me. And then he would begin to curse the Lord. Well, I would run into him all over the place. The Lord would just have me run into him at the grocery store or wherever, at the gym. And, and so I uh, saw him one day and he began to really mock and curse the Lord. And I said, friend, know this, your knee will bow and your tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Boy, he didn't like hearing that, but it's true. And I still pray for him to get saved. Those alive now and all who have died will bow their knee to the name of Messiah Jesus. They will declare him to be Lord to the glory of God the Father. Our Father, our Father in heaven highly exalted the suffering servant Messiah Jesus to have the name that's above 
every name. I'm going to work our way out of the program here with some passages from the book of Acts that speak about the powerful name of Messiah Jesus. Acts 2, verse 38 and 39. Then Peter said to him, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Acts 3, 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Acts 4.10, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. There's a beautiful song that, that goes like this. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Have you bowed your knee on this side of the judgment day? Have you bowed your knee and declared him as your Lord? You see, Messiah Jesus isn't only the Lord. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my King. What about you? What about you? Can you say that now? Because one day, regardless, your knee will bow. And one day your tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And afterwards, will you be sentenced to hell? Or will you be received into glory? as a child of the living God. And if you're not sure, cry out to him today. Well, Jesus, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. And I want to follow you. I, I need to be forgiven. I need to be saved. Oh, forgive me. Save me. Heal me. Help me. Help me to live a life that honors our Father in heaven. Help me to watch therefore and be ready. Help me be a good and faithful servant of yours, Lord. Amen. And, and if you cried out to him today, contact us. There's some information on the screen there. We'll send you some free literature to help you start off your new walk with Messiah Jesus. And as you grow close to our Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, Father in heaven, for all of our viewers today, bless them. Bless them tremendously. Help us to receive these things we've heard today and that your word would effectively now work in us to change us into your image, Lord Jesus. Messiah Yeshua Adonai. Hallelujah and amen. Well, the time is up for our program today. We like to go out this way. Remember to watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com that's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
we are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs. <laughs>